Hello and welcome to the On The Nod Pod. I'm your host, Will Rooney, and I'm delighted to say we're joined by a, a bumper uh, panel this evening. I'm joined by regular tipsers, Anthony Kelly and Henry Gibbs, as well as the returning Paul Mann. I'm from across the Irish Sea. Darren Butler, Darren, we haven't heard from you for a few weeks. Are you keeping all right over there? Yeah, all good, all good. Uh, getting ready for a, a big Christmas now, yeah. Indeed, how's it all going for you over there, all right? Yeah, good, good. We were a long way away from having anybody at the courses, but uh, we we're still going strong anyway. And we've got a, a bumper uh, week now coming into Christmas and then into the February for the Dublin Festival. So yeah, a lot to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. It's a, a packed program from now until um, until January, isn't it? And it was a packed weekend last weekend, which we'll start with as ever. And I mean, we've got a touch on Goshen, haven't we? In the international hurdle, which was won by. Song for someone who's proven to be a bit of a friend, a bit of a friend for the podcast. But Goshen's the main talking points, lads, and we've waited so long to see him back over hurdles, haven't we? After what happened in the triumph hurdle, and he just blew up. I know there was a couple of excuses given by Gary Moore after the race, and but now Goshen at twenty-five to one, he's been pushed out for the champion hurdle. Would you be writing him off for that race? As the chairman of the Goshen fan club. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of insanity and garbage being talked about this race on Saturday, and Goshen's not good enough. It won't win a champion hurdle, and that might that that might well be the case. I mean, it takes a, a decent sort to win the champion hurdle, obviously, but there's a, there's a clear excuse there that the horse has a, a heart issue, so. We, we can forgive that run. I mean, there's a lot of talk in the media, you know, like I say, he's, he's not good enough, he won't win the champion hurdle, but Captain Guinness had a similar issue to what Goshen's had and come back and won last week, but, you know, and ev- everyone's sort, sort of forgiven that and it's all in the past. Same same with Paisley Park as well. Had, had the same heart issue, comes back, runs a decent second um, at Newbury last time out, but it seems that with Goshen, it's a, it's a, it's a different, completely different story, and I just don't understand it. I mean, I think a lot of it stems from the way, from the flat runs and the way you know Gary Moore's trained the horse, which I don't necessarily agree with, and I don't think it was the ideal preparation going into this. But there's a clear there's there's a clear excuse for the run. I know Jamie Moore's come out and said, Annie, um, I was listening to Matt Chapman on the, um, this is the racing debate on Sky Sports Racing, and he spoke to Jamie Moore and said the horse didn't appreciate, you know, the hustle and bustle and it got a bit claustrophobic with, with ho- other horses being around it. But I, I think that is an excuse and a load of bollocks, to be honest, because if the horse had a heart issue, it's irrelevant what's, what's running beside it or, or whatever. So, Next time, yeah, they might send it out in front like like they have in the past, and try and win it, try and win it, race from the front, which is, which is fair enough. Um, but like I say, I'm willing to forgive it. And if if we see Goshen get a run out before Cheltenham and it wins, it's the same old story. I mean, it's it's still a champion hurdle candidate for me. Obviously, Epitante is going to win if Goshen doesn't turn up. I said that on the anti-post preview. But I'm. <laughs> Like I say, I'm, I'm chairman of the fan club and I'm not giving up just yet, Will. Henry, if I'm the chairman of the fan club, you're the chairman of the anti-Goshen fan club, aren't you? I mean, that's been, you know, there's a lot of talking points because as I'm touching upon, the way it's been campaigned against the backdrop of two flat, poor flat runs and we've seen his quirky style over hurdles, albeit he was very good in the triumph hurdle and before that, but... Is this just Frank's your opinion on Goshen that you've been laying him and you're quite happy to carry on doing that now? Yeah, was he even a champion contender before Saturday or <laughs> you know what I mean? I, in my book he wasn't like, but no, on, on a serious note, like it was, it was the run was too bad to be true, wasn't it? Even if Goshen ran half the form, he certainly wouldn't wouldn't have been finishing last in that contest. I think there's just been too many excuses now. It, it, the flat runs were one thing, and now he's obviously come out and disappointed over hurdles. And I, I know he had a bit of a heart, con, heart condition on Saturday, but there's nothing to say that that that, that won't be a problem again. And I, you can't be backing him for a champion hurdle. It's just too many too 
definitely negatives for me now. Um, the, obviously, the, the horses stepping up out of juvenile company for the first time always tend to struggle anyway, and nothing's just gone right for the horse as if from start from the hill for some sorry the flat runs to now the international hurdle on Saturday and people who are backing it at 20 to 20 to 1 they must have a bit of a screw loose in my opinion um, I'd much rather back the winner from an anti-post perspective based on what he's done on Saturday because I thought it was quite impressive song for someone in terms of he didn't travel with the same enthusiasm he, he didn't even look like the likely winner turning into the straight but he still managed to, to get his head in front and that's a couple of a decent wins now and whether it's got the class to challenge Epitante, we I think we know that's not, not the case, but bound to run his race and could easily sneak into the frame where Goshen, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't even make Shelton. Darren, after this win, song for someone's about 20 to 1, Goshen's 25 to 1. If I was to give you a 10 and out and you had a match bet between them, where was the goal, the 25s or the 20s? Oh, 20s definitely on a uh, song for someone. I mean, I'd be looking for, I'd be looking for a good price, for, even just for Goshen to turn up now. I'd be concerned. Um, definitely. I wonder. I mean, I don't. I, the whole idea, of the flat runs. I, I'm not quite sure of what that, what the idea was because have, after the terrific fall in the triumph, you would have thought they might have come back in some easier grade races or something like that to give them a bit of confidence over hurdles and that. Um, so I, I just didn't understand that. Um. Yeah, look, you can't argue with a, an issue with a heart because we we know that happens and that. But I was even surprised how they how they set out to run the race. I mean, you know, he looks good going forward, and you know, they surely they know he gets claustrophobic in that. So I'd agree that that you know, we're we're heading into Altier kind of excuses and that. So I'm not quite sure um, if he's been okay. Maybe he hasn't been okay at home in the first place, and we we don't know. But uh, yeah, I would definitely. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see him turn up. He he looked he looked good last year, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I would be holding out on any bets from that's for sure. Paul, you in on the anti-post preview for the champion races? Because I was giving you a ten, and now where was he going for the champion idol? For the just with Goshen, it's a it's a bit bit on the pink button, straight on the lay column. It's just say it's disappointing. I had high hopes for. I thought. I was, I was giving it wax and lyrical that was one of the best triumph hurdles that we could possibly see may still will be because there's been a couple of winners from it um, but it, it's just a mad race when you look at it I, I don't know what it is like some of the winners here Pentland Hills a dog Farkless a dog Ivanovich Gorbatov a dog Peace and Co a dog there's literally there's, you've got Tiger Roll you can obviously make an argument but he done that enough over this distance and then the other one's Deffy as well so Arconnor as well, obviously he'll face it, Arconnor. Yeah, yeah, so you couldn't really make, make a judgment, but it's just, it's like an absolute graveyard, I don't, so I'd be, put, I'd be put off back and I'm on the champion head all alone for that, I, I don't know what's up with that race. Um, and in the flat runs as well, they, were, they weren't asking them to win an e-ball, they were egg and spoon races, so I don't mm. have to put dead last in them, it's... Yeah. And it's, it showed flat form before, that it's not like it was just a case of it's no good on the flat because it won some some av- like similar average flat races very easily prior to going over hurdles. So they can't for me they can't even use the f- the idea of it running on on a f- on the flat as an excuse because it was still winning by fifteen twenty lengths on the flat prior to going over hurdles last year. So what I'd, I'd be interested that. to know what Anthony why Anthony thinks it's a, it's a good bet like on the basis of what Ant like. Are we going off that one triumph run? Is that is that what we're going off, or is there something else that that keeps you going back to Goshen? It's, it's just the runs over hurdles last year. Obviously, the triumph as well. I mean, it was going to hack up, weren't it? But obviously, like you were saying there, it's it's done well on the flat in the past, and then it's returns this year and performed poorly. So you just don't become bad overnight, do you? I mean. It's got to be an underlying issue there, surely. Wouldn't you agree with that? I don't know. I just can't. Gary Moore, just, I think he didn't know what to do because he had such a high-quality horse and he's just 
everyone was like, oh, the low flat mark, you need to make use of the low flat mark. And he's, he's jumped on that idea, he's run it in silly flat races. And then, oh, it's burning up the gallop, so let's run it in the elite hurdle. Oh, no, let's not. Oh, let's run it. Well, there was another race that it was supposed to go for, didn't show up. Fighting fifth. Yeah, fighting fifth, let's go there. No. And he turned up in this international hurdle, dead excited, and now he's making an excuse saying it got too claustrophobic and things like that. I don't I don't think he was dead excited about running on Saturday, though. I, th- I thought he was very cagey, Gary Moore, in the whole build-up to it all. Like, the horse wasn't scoping well and wasn't doing well at home. I think there was a lot of pressure on him. To, to run Goshen this weekend because of the you know the, the pullouts beforehand, and you know if 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 you got if I sent you to run the London Marathon tomorrow and and you turned up with a regular heartbeat, you're not going to complete the course, are you? So I, I don't. I mean, if if the horse has got the regular heartbeat and something wrong there, you found out what's wrong with it. So I'm more than willing to give the horse another chance. Um, and do you think that? Gary Moore should have took, say, the tack like Willie Mullins does. Say, Val Bufoto, you know, it's going to Tremor run and then go on the Gold Cup. Do you think Gary Moore should have just been steadfast and thought, this is my belief as a trainer. We're going to, say, the Kingwell hurdle in February and then we're going to Cheltenham. That's it. No, not, not at all. No, but he, the horse should have run on Saturday if it was fit enough and well enough to run and, and scope well. But everything beforehand, there was, there was no great confidence. There was no... I mean, I know it got backed in on the day, but there was a big drift the day before. So I don't know whether it was just punters on Saturday punters getting on Goshen because they seen oh, this he is this big, big horse that should have hacked up in the Zion field. Get on it because there was there was there was a significant drift the day before, and like I say, I, I don't think the stable or that confidence about 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 it winning, but at twenty five to one for the champion hurdle, yeah, I mean it's. At the moment, it probably doesn't look a great bet, and would I recommend other people having a having a bet on it? Probably not. But if I want to put a couple of quid each way on, I mean, if if you can get a run in beforehand and perform well, that twenty five to one could look like an absolute bargain, couldn't it? It could, it could be the greatest value ever. More, the horse has got a prob a health problem. It, it hasn't just turned up and ran like a pig for nothing it's, there's an underlying issue Paul to get it where your tennis going yes I was just going to say there uh, take a swing I think Henry mentioned it on the anti-post one it'll be sold here for me as well at the prices take a little swing at that uh, 25 so I'd like to see him out in the next couple of weeks obviously don't want to go and straight there but bit of spring ground uh, Willie Mullins it's not his first rodeo uh, yeah 25 Epitanta did need to start now to catch Epitanta but uh, Saudi Air could chase it over the forecast and it land a bit of place money and Darren very quickly from you before we go on to the Peterborough chase who would you be backing with the £10 for the champion I'd probably go f- five each way on Sar- Sh- Charger Charger second yeah. in the race last year uh, yeah yeah Good stuff, lads. Well, we'll go on to the Peterborough Chase, which we did discuss a couple of weeks ago when we thought it was going to be a Huntington. Obviously got moved to Cheltenham and Mr Fisher took full advantage of that. was in a very decent win and also to a mark of 162. So it's £1 less than Imperial or who people are raving about for the Ryanair. And Henry, I know that you're a big fan of Mr Fisher. How impressed were you with his performance? Yeah, I was very impressed, Will, to be honest. He, one of my first anti-post plays went on on Friday afternoon for Cheltenham and it was on Mr Fisher for the for the Ryanair. I just thought it was it was a really good performance on ground. That's probably not going to see Mr Fisher to his best effect. I think he wants it a bit more on the quick side. And for him to win after obviously disappointing first time out, comes back and wins... Quite quite a competitive grade too. Looking back on it, obviously top notch was a bit dis- disappointing, and Fanny and Destreval was coming to the challenge and, and fell three out. But Mr. Fish, yeah, he, he jumped well in the main, did get in tight to a couple. But I was just really impressed with what he done after the last because he was obviously joined by Klasnikov, who's a good a good strong style at the trip. And you think Kalasnov was coming to win the race, but Mr. Fisher and Nico just got eked out a little bit more after the last, and he stayed on strongly to the line. And 
he's only six going on seven. I think there's definitely more improvements in him. And like I said, on that spring ground, that hopefully we get this in next year because we haven't had it for the last couple of years. But if if it is good, good to soft ground come March, he's got to be a very lively player. Like you said, he's only a pound below the current favourite, and I think they've both got equal amounts of improvements in the locker. So at twenty to one. You know, Ryan Airway, you're not going to get a lot of the market principles even running in this race. I think that's more than fair at this stage. 20 to 1 at the minute. Darren, I know that you were on Dolos when the race was going to be at Huntington. Did you change tack when it got moved to Presby Park? No, I stuck with him and uh, <laughs> three, three out, I thought it was onto a, a fair, fair good thing. But um, yeah, Mr. Fisher, he, he was impressive. I thought it was a great ride he got as well. Um, he actually had a flat spot. I think it was. Oh, I think it was three or four out, and I thought he he was gone, but he, he really came into the race well. Um, yeah, I think twelve to one's not a bad each way price because he it looks, you know, you look at who's in the race at the moment, and he's probably one of the few that you could think he's gonna turn up there, um, unless he he comes out and does something even more special next time. So I would think he's a, he's a fair bet. Would he beat Min if Min turns up? I wouldn't be too sure of that. Um. Or even surname, uh, but I, I would, I would say he's a good each way. But at the moment, yeah, he was impressive, De- definitely. It might have been my accent because it's twenty to one with best three six five. So would that tempt you even more? <laughs> definitely, definitely each way at that. <laughs> definitely each way at that price. Kalashnikov, I thought, you know, didn't run a too bad of a race either. Um, he he was interfered with a few out, and uh, he he was running on well as well. So I I, I would you know I'd, I I wouldn't give up on him just yet. But definitely, Mr. Fisher, 21 each way. Yeah, I think that's a pretty decent bet. Good stuff. And we'll go on to our eye catches from last weekend. And Darren, I'm going to predict that yours was Chatham Street last who <laughs> came over for Mick Winters and absolutely romped home, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got two. I mean, yeah, he, he did. But, I mean, the problem there is he, he, he won so well that he's going to have to go graded races now, you know, uh, I'm not sure the jockey was going. It was going to be uh, congratulated too much when he got back <laughs> into the weighing room after winning that well. Uh, he's got to go up probably nine, ten pounds, which is going to bring him into over 150, 51. Hmm. Uh, but he's, where is he going to go? The Marsh or the Ryanair? I'm, I'm not sure. He's quite, quite in that, uh, in, in that kind of sphere at the moment. But he was, he was certainly impressive. I mean, he. At one stage, you could have, you know, if I had, if I had to be in one of them foggy days we've had recently, you'd think he's only had to join in at the last fence or something like that. He was seriously impressive. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if he comes out again and does does it. We, we kind of have, sometimes have these flesh in the pan. Um, you know, Mick Winters didn't seem to be, you know, I mean, it wasn't a big gamble or anything like that. So I'm not sure the, the, the stable were too co- as confident as how well the horse won. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, look, 33 to 1 for the, the, the Marsh or the Ryanair. Um, Ryanair probably cut up like we said and uh, yeah he, he, he could he could be something special but I'd like to see it a second time out before I, <laughs> I'd be investing too much money um, one for the tracker that I did take out of the weekend was in Fairy House size and Potsy he, uh, he won he won very well in Fairy House and I would think maybe not for Cheltenham but, but possibly over Christmas or the Dublin Festival he might be one just sticking in a tracker he, he won very well Good stuff, Paul. Anything that's gone into your uh, little black book that's so infamous? Uh, no, it's just Mullins one in the bumper over on uh, Saturday. Uh, but obviously it's an embarrassment to riches, so, so I wouldn't look too much into it. But I so it's backed in and won accordingly, so it'd be interesting to see what the mayor's list of bumper eventually might be one for that to, uh, to keep on on the Thursday. So that was all that caught my eye on the air. But you don't have to be too shrewd to, uh, to have noticed that. What was that brandy love, was it? It was, yeah, that was the one, yeah. Thought it worked nicely. And Henry, anything for you? Yeah, two for me from Cheltenham on Saturday. First one was Happy Go Lucky in one of the earlier races, 12.05, Novice Chaser. Um, stepped up to three miles, over three miles for the first time, and just thought he didn't have to improve for it. Travel like a travelly thing for the whole race, and powered clear. Um, adult when left alone in front but still won pretty decisively and I think Tim Bailey's got another good staying chaser there to go forward with in terms of horses that were beaten one that went in my notebook was Mo Hayard 
running a three-mile handicap hurdle on 3.35 race on a Saturday. That, that was only his second start now, over three miles. And he ran an entry in November where he was beaten just over the length by, you know what I mean, Harry finishing second. And then he stayed on from off the pace at Cheltenham on Saturday, finishing third behind. Come on, Teddy, he was just a handicap loss himself to be fair sneaking in off the bottom of the weights for Tom George but he'll obviously go up now where I think Mo Hayard is, looks like he'll probably stay off one one previous county hurdle winner I think just as he's got older with age he wants a bit more of a trip and I can see him being targeted at one of the staying handicap hurdles over the next few months and hopefully he'll go well We'll go on to this weekend's action and again ICV rating providing us with terrestrial action on Friday afternoon and there is racing from Ascot and Navin and we'll start with the 2.30 at Ascot which is the Sky Bet Supreme Trial Novices Hurdle registered as the Kennel Gate, a great two affair. Darren, Nicky Henderson has got a short price favourite in this, would you be siding with him? Um, yeah, I would be probably siding with him over uh, my Drogo, or Drogo. Uh, certainly, he seems to have a st- much stronger form um, in what it, what he's done so far. Um, my Drogo, I would think, I'm not sure what we beat really last time out. 200 to 1 was second and, you know, I'm not sure what that's going to do ever again. Um, I like Shantou Express in, uh, certainly at least in an each way bet. I think, um, you know, he won well. It was quite a bog in his last race, but he won very well. So, depending on the... Uh, ground coming up on Friday I think he could be a fair bet um, you know he was hardly off the bridle at one stage and it was a tough out race so I would I would I would go Shanto Express take a chance on him but uh, probably the favourite is the one obviously to, to beat yeah and the favourite does that's no price for you is it? No No um, I'm on my Drogo here I think it, it ran a cracker in a bumper Cheltenham I think it was back in October to come from off the pace that day. When he found the Henderson charge, I am Maximus too good that too good that day. So thought that was a cracking run. Then it won it. I thought it was a decent maiden hurdle last time that it won at the Labrooks Carnival at Newbury. I'd like to flint a sacred in behind. I mean we know that's highly rated. Um like Dan said, that's two hundred to one shot may well not run a, run a decent race again, but probably had the race of its life there, hasn't it? I think. My Drogo looks um, looks very progressive, so I'm happy to take it here. It looks like it travels well. It looks like it might need a bit further in future, but for me, I'm, I'm happy to take it in a race like this, but I don't think we'll be getting the supreme novice winner from this race, but this way will. One show for Shanta Express, one show for My Drogo. Paul, are you going to start your weekend by lumping on? It's not pot to get your kitty up there and uh, have something to play with over the Saturday and Sunday. No, no, I'm quite strong on one in this surprisingly, and it's uh, it's Tom Simon's lad and Arbo lad. Uh, say Simon's fresh off his winner Saturday. I think they are they're ticking along nicely. They're about 24, 25%. Uh, just digging through the form there. Last time out, he beat one of Michael Scudamore's in a listed race comfortably by about four lengths without having a. Uh, so he didn't have to do much to dispatch it up, but the tough list had gone as nicely. And it's, it's the race before that. Um, he beat one of McCain's. Uh, that's then come out and won his next two quite comfortably. And uh, the one back in there, Fawford, Twiston Davis, I think this won next time out as well. Uh, so there's quite a bit of substance to the form. Uh, he's got a rating there of 141, so the top two above him in the betting. You know, it's a decent yardstick to take a swing at 141, so... So he's going to be there, thereabouts, unless the other two are way above average. I think Johnson's booked up on it already, so it's a good indicator it's likely to go. So it's about five, five to one, 11 to two. Caught my eyes, probably my strongest play for Friday, lad and arbo, lad. Henry, are you going to give us a fourth selection or are you going to frank someone else's pick? Yeah, I like the favourite here, I mean, unfortunately, just start to think a top horse to be honest I'm really impressed with his first race course run obviously beating Sword and Glory around what, 43 days ago now it was and I think that that, that was impressive to me beat Sword and Glory there two and a half lengths in the front two were a pretty decent way clear 
I know Sean Glory is another one that's highly thought of at John Joe's yard. Um, arguably the best best he'd gotten. Just uh, put that put that to the sword last time out. Um, it, the way it powered clear, it, it, to be honest, it reminded me of Shiskin and his novice hurdle at Newbury prior to going on to the Supreme, the way he powered clear, beating a decent horse. And it, it, it's only going to be his second start on Friday and I think he'll just continue to improve. And Although I wouldn't recommend getting on 11 to 8 on Friday, he's 14 to 1 for the Supreme and I think if he does win on Friday, that'll half in price. So, Although I wouldn't recommend a play at the eleven to eight, I'd maybe recommend a little anti post play on the Supreme because I can see him being Nicky's main horse for that race with Flint Sacker. Obviously disappointing. I can I can I can see where Paul's coming from in, in regards to his selection. He has got some strong form in the book. Um like I said Johnson booked up, so must mean business and you can get around five to one, but You'd have to put a career best up by a long way to give the light to Dussart and my Drogo £5, in my opinion. So it's a race to watch, but a little go on Dussart anti post for the Supreme prior to, to running on Friday would be my, my advice. Well, Henry seen comparisons of Shitskin in Dussart and in a three or five at Ascot, which is that Noel Novice's chase won by some tortoises in the past, like of Politolog, the reign and champion chasers, Simon Sig as well, Petit Sig. Are we going to see a similar top horse in this talent, do you think? Or would you uh, yeah, it looks good. a caution? Uh, well, it does look a good race. Trying to pick the winner now would be interesting. Um, I like Fiddler on the Roof. I think, um, you know, he, he's solid. He's done nothing wrong. Pick Dory, I'm just a little bit... Um, little bit concerned around his jumping. He he he, he travels so well, but, I mean, I know he, he his last fall, you know... It could be one of them things, but even in his previous race, uh, which I think was his first race um, for Paul Nichols, if I'm right, in uh, in the UK, he 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 didn't jump great. He came second, and he didn't jump great. So I just been I'm just cautious of his jumping, to be honest with you. And Fiddler on the Roof is a pretty decent horse, and also then we have Nicky Henderson's Alert. Um, am I right in saying that this is his first time over fences? Yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So obviously you're taking a lot on chance there. Um. So yeah, I mean, on the basis that it's his first time over fences, I think Fiddle on the Roof could be a decent bet this weekend. Henry, have you picked anything else at this early stage? Yeah. Um. Looking at the race, to be fair, I, I don't think I don't think the the horses are running at that great at the moment. In terms of pick Dory, I can only echo what Darren's already said. He, he, You'd be taking a chance back and him judging on his first two runs over fences. Didn't jump well, did he, first time out when he finished second behind the Patriots. And don't get me wrong, it's a solid horse with Richard Newland, but he's going to be no well beater. And then he was obviously travelling all over Chantry House next time, but fell three out there. And I don't know, the jumping concerns have put me off back and him on a short price here. Fiddle on the roof, he is solid, but I just can't be back on anything Collins is our runs at the moment. There's definitely something going on with his yard. The horses just aren't running to the ability we expect, so I'd avoid backing him on a short price. This will be his fourth run in quite a short time as well. Uh, bold plan. It was impressive and beating one of Tizard's the big breakaway at Exeter, but he's a horse that's just never been the most consistent sort. He'll put one good run in and then he might fall, pull up next time. So I couldn't put my faith in him. So therefore, the one I've landed on is all art for Henderson. Although it is his chasing debut, he's always said this horse is, whatever he's done over Earls would be a bonus. He's always thought it was a chaser. Um, finished fifth in what was a strong renewal of the Supreme. And I think he'll be better suited by a slightly step up and trip. I know this is obviously chasing, but I think two and a half will be his be his distance over fences. And he, he's making his chase debut over two miles three here, which is stepping up from the two mile distance he ran over hurdle. So just from a price perspective and just with the unknowns about the others, I'd be happy to chance chance Henderson having a little double on Ascot here on Friday, and, and I, I go with with all that. Must be Sean Sutton at home as well to be entered at this sort of level on his first exactly, half. Exactly, yeah, definitely. And Paul, anything for you? Um, this one, no, I know 
said, I don't look at it just then and there, nothing catches me eye, so I'll just take this great big long guy and out and lay up and uh, try and save her. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll echo what Henry says, I'll ask the say, if you're throwing a horse over fence in this sort of competition first time, well, then it's obviously shown some ability at home. There's also a race at Navin on Friday afternoon, it's the 135 at Navin Novices Hurdle. Great to a fair and Darren. You're that side of the water, and it looks a, 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 a very, very hot contest. It does, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we won't, we don't know for sure who's turning up just yet, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if the if, if the front if the front runners do. Um, for Erlan, um, yeah, I, I think he's really interesting. Be you know, he was with Gordon Elliott um, originally, and he ran against Andy Dufresne. And before that race, uh, Gordon Elliott actually said that Andy Dufresne was a much better uh, horse than him, and he he would go on to to much better over fences, especially. Uh, he then was switched to Willie Mullins uh, since then, and. Um, yeah, I just have. I, I think you know we all know Willie Mullins can do do wonders with them. Um, so he he's got to he's got to be worth a shout. Uh, Fakira stayed on very well. Uh, has got a good bit good bit of experience. Um, on side there as well, and Esquilane uh, was beaten by Angolo from Willie Mullins' yard, which uh, is a good yard stick. Uh, for for any hurdler and that, I I'd probably go with Forder Alan. It's probably not going to be uh. It's too much of a big price, but um, I just think Willie Mullins is starting to uh, put together a run now, and Christmas is always a good time to be on Willie's side. Henry Farrell, uh, that's your uh, novice to follow for the season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was anyway. I was <laughs> not gonna lie, I was disappointed with him last time out when he finished fourth. Um, it wasn't a bad little race what he did finish fourth in. He was obviously beaten by Elliot Other one Fakira in that race, but I'm I'm always happy to forgive one one bad run. And um Gordon Elliott's horses weren't really running as well as you'd expect them to at that time. So whether the run just came a little bit too soon after his after his debut, I don't know. But his bumper forms there in the book, it was very strong. And he was a horse that I was really excited to see. And I, I, obviously, he's been obviously a little follow, and I couldn't argue with Backlund because at the prices available. But I think I seen he was about eleven to two, which I don't know that that suggests he might not line up on on Friday because I don't think he'd be eleven to two if he if he did line up in in this race. But we'll have to wait and see. I, I do like the Bromhead horse in this though, Holy Macaponi. Him, and then just Trentia later to the rest of them won, won by several lengths there you get similar ground on Friday you'd like to think that was on soft to heavy and I think it's currently soft now at Navin with more rain forecast so I expect expect similar ground I think Blackmore will, will go from the front and I think she'll set the fractions well and, and pretty tough to pass I think, I think this horse has got a bit of speed too so if she does go slowly I think that might be the best play, um, setting the traction slow and then maybe turning into a test of speed because the marker principle looks like it'll be Fakira going off the bat in terms of the ones that are going to line up here. And I think this horse would be better at more of a stand on a sapping test. Obviously, one over two and a half last time out, but he, he was off the bridle a long way out there and just stayed on for pressure. Um, so... He's one I'd take at one over three miles, maybe like an Albert Bartlett type horse where I think Holy Macaponi, um, I think got a bit a bit more class, a bit more speed, and I think he'll prove tough to pass from the front. So um, if Philippe Deland does run, I wouldn't put put anyone off because I do think his bump performance is really strong, and I do think um, I can I can forgive that one bad run last time out, but going off the bet, and I don't think he's going to show up. So it's Holy Macaponi for me. Paul, any nuggets of wisdom to add to that? Yeah, it's just a quick two there in the 155. Uh, I'm going to take a chance on Sonny Camos for Henderson. Uh, it's about 12 to 1 mark there. Uh, it's been back, it was backed in last time out quite heavily. Um, I say it pulled up again, so say it's, need to, uh, say it's uh, not the best form, pulled up, pulled up, but I say it's dropped down in strip here, giving it another go. Uh, Third run after the wind surgery is, I'd argue, is probably the best hurdle form in this race. Beat the 
fairly useful King Roland quite comfortably. Uh, so comes in here, so it's not in strip, very open race, 12 to 1. Uh, I'm going to give that one more chance. And then it's just a bumper. Uh, Richard Spencer's Wonderwall reappears. And again, uh, Jockey's jocked up here, so it's a good indicator it's going to go. Uh, got smashed in last time and uh, just held off the uh, Queen's horse for Henderson. Uh, so it gets in here unpenalised. No idea what price it'll be. It hasn't been priced up yet. I'd imagine it'll be, if not favourite, certainly prominent. Uh, so say depending on the prices and uh, more more of a watching brief as I was quite impressed with it but say depends on the prices I might have a uh, few shillings each uh, on it to, to uh, top off the day. Superb stuff lads we'll all go on to Saturday then where we have a pre-Christmas cracker of a long walk hurdle and we see the rematch of Time Hill against Paisley Park after their duel at Newbury last month and what a um, what a show that was Paul I mean you want to see Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury. That's the equivalent, isn't it, to uh, to staying hurdles going at it. Um, Time Hill at the minute is two to one. Paisley Park nine to four. Main fact seven to one. Roxana seven to one. And Sila Bailey, Sila Bailey's in the better at eight to one. Paul, what did you make of that um, that long distance hurdle? And who would you be on for the long walk hurdle? Oh, it's an absolute cracker. We're arguably racing the season so far. Uh, I think, as I say, we uh, we, we, we had our lay, didn't we? Where when I was quite strong on a, on that match, fabulous. And coming in from home, I was uh, I was on the phone to, I was on the phone to Amigo loans uh, with, with Anthony as the guarantor to try and pay off the debt. I would have, but uh, no, it's, it just seemed to uh, and then time Hill and uh, Paisley Park got to it, but uh, it was an absolute uh, ding dong. And I say with this one Saturday, so, uh, I can't and. I know he doesn't get the three pounds this time, but I thought Time Hill was always holding it. Uh, and again, I think he'll uh, sit the, the young whippersnapper, the young up and comers, uh, say he'll see off the old guard again. Uh, he obviously couldn't write off Paisley Park, but I'd be surprised if he turned the tables. Uh, say Time Hill, as you know, that's come into joint favourites, so yeah, not much of a price, but. So I won't be having a bet on it, but I'm going Time Hill to uh, to carry on this ridiculous Albert Bartler form. Uh, so just firing in winners left, right, and centre, which going to go down as one of the strongest. Uh, but yeah, just my more of a watching brief. Time Hill, I think will win. And each way I'd throw in Kildersart, but as uh, a watching brief, it's a lot of race to behold. Aren't you been quiet for a little while? Surely you've uh, as a look at this race, it looks a belter than your old favourite Roxana's in it. Exactly, that's that's my selection as well. Obviously, in the anti-post preview, I put up Roxana to win. But each way, as we each way bet for the um, for the stayers and with Ronald Pump not turning up here, I'd look like a fool if I didn't put Roxana up. But seven to one, it's it's a good bet, isn't it? I mean, excellent form over three miles. I mean, last season it was running over a short at strip. I mean, I can't, I can't look past Roxanne. For me, obviously, like Paul's already mentioned, Paisley Park isn't getting the three pounds off time. Hill. Those two might well fight it out. But for me, I'll, I'll, I'll go for Roxanne cruising up on the bridle, uh, two furlongs out and uh, taking it up to win, um, running past those two, battling against each other. Darren, need to be on for the race. Um, it'll be a watching race for me, but um, I, 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 I'd be siding with Paisley Park just possibly just to reverse on the basis that he's got the run under his belt now, and uh, he he may well. But I do like also the fact that Roxana's getting the seven pounds definitely. Um, sorry to Borle, I would love to see torn up, but I I reckon there's a good chance he's going to t- torn up in Leopardstown on the twenty eighth of December. Uh, there's a hundred thousand euro. Uh, hurdle there that I think he's uh, it's an easier race than this that's for sure so there's a good chance he'll go there and actually Ronald Pump is also entered in that race as well so um, that, that'll give us a good idea uh, a bit around the Irish form for the, the the long distance hurdle but I'd go with just Paisley Park but just about it wouldn't be with a, it wouldn't be with a, a lot of conviction or a lot of money that's for sure Henry, what about you? Would you be on Time Hill because you are the chairman of the Time Hill fan club, like Ants, the chairman of the Goldstone <laughs> fan club? Yeah, I think Time Hill will confirm the form with Paisley Park, to be honest. I see they're both priced up, aren't they, around two to one? And I just think Time Hill's the, the up and comer, isn't he? Where we know Paisley Park's been there, done that, and 
although it was an impressive comeback run, I always think it's hard. You've got to be really, really good to come back from a disappointing, well, effort in the stairs. And now again, it had its heart issue. But in the stairs, you always see the up and coming stars. They always tend to come through and, and, and prove to be the best. And where Paisley Park has probably had his best season, I think Sam Hill's coming into his coming into his best part of his career now and I just think he'll confirm that form although Paisley Park's entitled to come on for their run I think Tam Hill's entitled to come on for his seasonal debut as well so um, I'd be happy to play Tam Hill if it's going off the same price I'd, I'd love to see Side the Burley come over because um, that's a horse that does interest me he was impressive on his comeback over two and a half and He'd obviously be a better horse over today going off his Charlton form, especially on the soft ground. So hopefully he does come over. But like Darren said, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Main fact, I don't think that horse is up to this level. I'd be happy to lay him all day. Um, I think Roxanne is a much better each way price than main fact at this stage, especially getting the mayor's allowance. But yeah, she, she, Roxana, she was impressive on a comeback run. I wouldn't, I can certainly see Anthony's argument for it, but I think the front two are way clear at this moment. And I do think Tam Hill's the, the new kid on the block that'll confirm that, that form of Paisley Park on Saturday. Well, Chris, yeah, if, they go, if one of them two wins, the stayers, about nine to two for it, seven to four, 15 to eight for the winner here. Yeah, if, if they win like by a couple of lengths, you'd have to think so. If it's one, if it's another head, Bob, I can't see, especially yeah. if it's Tam Hill, because there'll be an idea that Paisley Park will be more suited to Cheltenham, maybe. I don't know, but um, yeah, if Tam Hill goes and wins this impressively, or Paisley Park wins it impressively, you're certainly getting around 15 to 8 because it'll probably have one more run, won't it, in a similar race before going to Cheltenham in March. So, yeah. Um, if hopefully I did put Sam Hill up at this very start of the season when it was 14 to 1. So hopefully a few listeners got on at that price, but I certainly don't think it's too late if you can get like 9 to 2, 5 to 1 for Sam Hill because when it wins on Saturday, like Paul said, it'll certainly be shorter. I agree with that, Henry. Definitely get on now if you do fancy it. We'll rattle through a couple of the upper races. On Saturday, lads, the 335 Alas Scott is the Betfair Exchange Trophy, a great free handicap hurdle. Paul, we haven't come to you first. I'm going to give you the honour of unsolving this puzzle where we don't know who of the 22 runners is going to be in it. So good luck to you. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, 335. 335, yeah. Um... Might have to go to the back. Oh no, no, no! I don't. It's uh, unfortunately I'm stuck with one here. It's uh, it's my Cliffus for 2020. It's Milkwood. It's, as I say, he's possibly might have to enter. It may not where he goes here, but if he does, uh, as I say, it's the uh, Welsh Champ Hurdle form that I'm going off. Uh, he's up against Buzz as well, who's probably going to go off favourite, but he gets six pounds off him this time for a two-length defeat. So he's waited to turn this round. Uh, he's, he's ran well. In fact, yeah, I think he is going to go ahead. This is his main target. So, uh, yeah, we should be getting a run off him. Uh, it's about eight to one, Mark, for more Holland. So, he's been there and thereabouts in his last two. So, the aforementioned Welsh champ hurdle, and then he ran another cracker. Um, and again, it's just, so it's, it's just that cliff horse. I've got to keep backing it until it wins, and then I can, uh, I can cross it off. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's Milkwood here. Darren, anything for you in the race at this early stage? Um, I, I'm interested in just watching Buzz, just see how he goes, because he, he he could be uh, he could be something a little bit better than a handicapper. But um, I'd probably go with if he if he turns up the John John O'Neill Arvidarchi. It's also entered in Haydock on Saturday, so um, I'm not sure where he's going to go. But his only fall, career fall was his last race. But uh, apart from that, he he's won a class three off top weight. And he was second to Fiddler on the Roof uh, this time last year as well. So I think it's decent form. He's 14 to 1. It's it's a decent each way bet. Um, but I kind of so, wondering is Buzz just uh, a great horse in the handicap? Henry, Henry be giving up on kick commands, oh yes. Um I don't think well he's about 14 to 1 for this to be fair, isn't he? That's not not, not a bad bet. Like, but um I think I don't know to be honest. He's back over two mile now, which might be 
the right decision, to be fair, because I think, it, even though I thought he might improve for the Steph Govan trip, I think he just ran a bit too keen over the two and a half on soft ground last time out, and that's what it, sort of hasn't been. It was desperate um, ground as well, wasn't it, a Hazel, as we've seen. Yeah, he's obviously returning here now, crossing distance winning our Ascot and back over two mile. Um, 14 to 1, certainly, certainly not a bad each way bet. Um, I, know I wouldn't put anyone off. In terms of buzz, I agree with Darren in terms of it could be um, a group horse and a handicap, but a graded horse and a handicap. But I think you'd have to be to win this off top weight because there is some some decent handicappers getting quite a lot of weight off of me. Yeah. So the two I landed on was Kick Commando just for the reason that I, I did love love him at the start of the season. I, he was a good good winning that for his first time out, and then I just I'm happy to forgive him over two and a half on on. Horrendous ground carrying top weight. I hate that. <laughs> Honeyball's obviously dropped him back to two miles here, um, back at Ascot. So, yeah, that's a good each way bet. And I do like Milkwood as well for Neil Mon Holland. He's really unlucky last time out, wasn't he? Behind Florescent at Newbury, he just had no luck in running whatsoever, hampered by a faller, and then just couldn't, just couldn't get out, just kept on really strongly to the line. and He's only up a pound for that. He's definitely capable of winning a handicap like this off a mark of one four two. My only niggling concern with him is he definitely won't want it too deep. So if, if we do get the rain out, I can see him either being a non-runner on the day or, or a no bet and just go with kick commando. But if the rain sort of stays away and it, it's it's no worse than soft, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Milford and kick commando each way. Also racing from Hazoch on Saturday on ITV and the race we're looking at is the 240, which is the Betfair Tommy Whittle handicap chase. Two class two over three mile and one and a half fairlongs. Henry, you went last on the last one, so you can go first on this one. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be quite an open betting race, doesn't it, in terms of um, for the Tommy Whittle, which we always get. We've got Hill 16 leading the market who's back over fences after after winning winning the hurdles race last time out where he put his low mark to good use. He's, he had quite a hard race that day and he's had don't get me wrong, he's had enough four weeks to recover but it wouldn't be one for me at these prices. The one I've landed on is roll again for Venetia Williams. Three mile slog on heavy ground. She's she's the woman you look for, isn't she? And roll again won very impressively. I thought last time out at Ludlow. I think that that that's the race that'll work out quite well. I like the second as well in that trucking away. I think he's definitely going to be winning soon. We all know the Haydock fences they require require good jumping, and if he jumps like he did at Ludlow, he's going to relish relish this test, and I think he'll have a lot of the others in trouble down the back straight. So. Um, I'm open, gets sent to the front. He has form on soft ground, form over three miles. So I think he's one of the most solid bets on on the weekend, and he'll do for me in this contest. Darren, anything that you can pick out for us? Um, I had a quick look at it earlier. Yeah, I, t- I would probably, I would probably go Hill sixteen. Um, he certainly, you know, he he's a different horse when he changed uh, owner and trainer. Um, he's very versatile from two miles up to three miles. He's won, and the ground won't be a problem. So uh, yeah, I I I would think three to one is a fair bet for him. Um, the only thing is, uh, you know, the Nigel Tristan Davis isn't having the best of times. Um, or wasn't anyway. And um, so yeah, I I would be happy enough to go with with Hill Sixteen. Um, and it, it's a coincidence bet for me as well because on Saturday is the All Ireland here in Dublin. And Hill 16 is a cop equivalent to the cop there in Liverpool. So uh, I presume that's what they've called it after. So hopefully we'll be celebrating on the double on uh, on Saturday. Do you fancy Dublin the two goals, aren't they, at this minute uh, in the uh, in the football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be uh, yeah, definitely they they should. I know if there's one team that always puts it up to them, it's Mayo. So it's going to be a pre. Uh, it's going to be a good game. It's just a shame that we have no supporters and that, but it's just great to see it happening. Indeed it is. So I was actually over in Cork a couple of years ago, so Cork's my team when it comes to the game. Like I do watch it quite a bit when it's yeah. on. Paul, anything for you in the Tommy Whittle? Uh, no, no, sir. I haven't had to look at this one, so I, I'll leave it to the uh, I say, leave it to the uh, the gurus. 
Well, we've had plenty there, so we'll wrap up our podcast as ever by getting everyone's best bet for the weekend to make up a lucky 15 for listeners. If you have a bet, make sure you're 18 plus and gamble responsibly. Darren, we'll come to you first on your best bet for the weekend, please. Um, I'll go... I'll, go, I'll stick with Hill 16. Hill 16. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you've been quiet for a while, so the floor is yours. An even dirty for me in that 25 to 4. I think it travelled strongly last time out of Hayzock and additional conditions and obviously come to grief at a hill. We we can forgive that though. And it did beat the subsequent winner there, Warlords, the race before that. So 14 to 1, I'll be all over at either dirty. Probably not each way, probably to win. Paul? Yes, uh, I'll go off to my ITV cameras. Uh, 12.55, Haydock. Now that it's a prider for Michael Scudamore. Uh, I put my foot through this one first time out this season and it got done by a, a, a nice uh, horse of uh, Newlands. From my top at the top of that race, it was good to softer Hexham. Uh, but it, said it certainly looks there. I, I thought he could do with it, being an absolute ball. Uh, and then he got that. Next time out of course, last he went on and had to play 12 lengths. They've just checked the weather there for heat and it's possibly they're going to avoid the majority of the rain. Uh, so he possibly might hinder this slightly, but then again, the clear for the course, he likes to send the forest fire helicopters out regardless. And, uh, you know, empty, so we, hopefully we can get a lagoon there. Uh, safe jockeys up already, so it looks like it's going to go. Not too sure what the price will be, but I imagine it won't be too short. So that's a surprise at 12.55. And Henry, last but not least. Yeah, I'm going to get us a nice winner on Friday just so we can get one ticked off before Saturday's action. I think Holy Macaponi will hose up in the, the Navin Novices Hurdle 135 on the Friday. Superb stuff, lads. Well, it's been a pleasure as always, and hopefully next week we'll be back with our bumper. Christmas action special where we preview in Kempton and Leopardstown so Darren will be able to give us the insight into the Irish racing and we'll be able to bring you all the action this side of the water. You've been listening to the On The Knob pods. Join us next time.